podcast with Mo. What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. On this episode, episode 78, uh, we are joined by Wyatt and his girlfriend, Allison. I think that's her name. I just met her. Um, on this episode, we talk about uh, they're doing a play that's coming up, and you can go to hasbenstheater.com. Check that out. I'll put it in the comments. Um, we also, of course, talk about my Patreon page. Um, ask why what it's like being so liberal in the state of Oklahoma. So, and then we talk about their relationship. Uh, Christmas. Christmas gets brought up. Uh, Magic the Gathering. They went to a convention for that. Uh, condoms and then a lot of politics talk i try to stay off of it but it just happened um and then we talk about asians for a moment uh anyway this one runs the gamut uh thanks for checking it out what up we're joined by wyatt what up and Wyatt has brought a guest who you can all introduce uh this is the beautiful the magnificent the talented the gorgeous allison bush hello Hello, hello. So uh, you were going to bring someone, Trent, right? Yeah, so the, the I was originally going to bring my buddy Trent, um, but he is a little bitch, and he backed out. Hope you're listening, Trent. Yeah, fuck you, Trent. <laughs> um, I don't know you, but sounds like total asshole. Yeah, <laughs> my for buddy. sure. And um, Something about like, is, having a baby or something, you know? Oh, uh, that's the worst. I hate when people <laughs> bring their kids into shit. <laughs> That's how I miss most of my co-hosts. We're like, my kids got to do stuff. <laughs> my bullshit. Um, so the replacement here, um, how how is she uh, related to you here? Well, she's my sister and also my girlfriend. No. I mean, my girlfriend and also my sister. I mean, no, she's just my girlfriend. Alabama stuff. Yeah. I You've been you. watching too much Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back then it made more sense. Uh, if you're in royalty, your sister was more likely to be educated than other people. That's fair. That's so fair. anyway. Uh, just quit judging these fucking fictional yeah. Game of Thrones people. Uh, so y'all are come, like in a play, both of you, right? Well, I'm in the play. I'm acting and helping with it, and then Wyatt's just directing. Okay. Just directing. That's a very right. clear distinction we should draw. I'm just directing. <laughs> I mean, that's very before Ben Stiller started putting himself in his movies. No one cared about Ben Stiller directing. So that's yeah. fair. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, ju- like I'm just the quarterback. It's no big deal. Right. Uh, and so you came on before for anyone uh, who has one on your are doing some play about Thanksgiving dinner or something. Yeah, and, it's uh, a play about Thanksgiving dinner. That's exactly that's all it's about. It's just, uh, yeah, that's all. The turkey is really the star. Yeah. Yeah. And Dom's playing the turkey. Yes. Right? Yeah. Dom's playing the turkey. That's right. Yeah. And uh, we got Trey Schaffner playing a bowl of mashed potatoes, which is really art imitating life. Um, Hi, Trey. You're so fucking hungry watching this play. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be great. That's really all it is. Uh, but yeah, it's like some coming out story. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if anyone's in the Ada area, mm-hmm. which is where we record this at, we have a few people around here. When is this play? This play is August 2nd and 3rd. Even if you're not in the Ada area, if you're anywhere within driving distance, it's going to be uh, just a grand old time. Tickets are available for $5 at hasbenstheater.com. That's theater spelt the pretentious way, T H E A R. No, mm -mm, (laughs) cut that. T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot com. Um, 
Yeah. It's a show about uh, a boy who comes home from college uh, for Thanksgiving in order to come out to his family. But instead of coming out as gay like they're expecting, he comes out as the Antichrist. And hilarity ensues uh, from there. Yeah, it sounds like a fun time. So. Yeah, it does sound like a fun time. And as a matter of fact, we brought you tickets to buy. And I'm going to pitch these tickets for you and, and your lady to buy right here on the podcast so you can't say no. Uh, I mean, we were going to go anyway. <laughs> I'll so I get paid next week, so you have way more <laughs> luck then. Um, but yeah, I did plan on it. So you can pitch them, though, for anyone else. I'll, I'll be down to have you run your pitch on this. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so they're only $5. Um, you can go to the website, and you can buy them on the website, or there's a phone number on the website. You can call uh, Allison, and she can sell you some tickets over the phone uh, that way as well. Right, and I'll try to put the website in the comments so like if people download the podcast, they'll see that link or That'd whatever. Be great. Uh, and then after that, I'm going to put my link because that reminded me: patreon.com slash podcast with mo. Patreon.com slash podcast with mo. Uh, if you go there and pay a dollar or more a month, uh, you get early access to all the podcasts. And if you're like these five people I'm about to mention, you can be a co-producer and put it on your resume and say you co-produce a podcast, and that is powwow. Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear, Hurricane Haynes, my mother, Snappy, and man, who am I missing? I think that might have, that's that that five. five. Yeah, All right, five. I'm good. Whew. I get worried because I promise in their pledge <laughs> and I'll do it. And I almost forget every time. Is um, the Dharma Initiative Bear new since the last time I've been on the show? Maybe. Pow Wow's new. He's yeah. the newest one. And then Marshall. He has all that weed money now. He yeah. just needs a way to spend it. I think he just heard me talking so much shit on these <laughs> podcasts. He finally tuned into one. I was like, all my friends won't fucking support me. <laughs> and he just felt bad. And he also recently started listening to my music that he claimed he never knew existed on Apple Music. And it's been out since October. And I was like, yeah, okay, man, whatever. <laughs> um, but it's cool. I appreciate it. Um Got to make more upbeat stuff. You know, he's a very high-energy guy. He doesn't like all my sad raps. He's like, boo, sad raps. I like um, the sad raps. Me too. Personally. My favorite is still the one about your grandma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people hate it. It's most people's least favorite. Oh, it's so song. good. It's because right. it's so liberal. It's very liberal, um, which is perfect. Perfect segue. So my real main question for you is on my Discord, which you're a member. You just don't come around. That's true. I don't. Um, so on the political side, it's me and my cousin, Rusty, who calls in here every once in a while. And he'll ask, you know, my opinion on whatever, and I'll just give my opinion. Um, but he'll be like, yeah, well, ask why this question. And other people do as well. Sure. And my thought really, because I don't remember the questions, and I know your answer probably on most of them are generally your sure. answer. Sure. Uh, is it just has to be exhausting in Oklahoma because like you'll post something and I give you a like because I'm like, Oh, I agree with that. I like that. <laughs> but some people I like, want to fucking argue on your Facebook comments sure. just because you're like, Hey, I think these kids are being kept in horrible conditions at the border. And they're like, Oh, you want to know what has horrible conditions? Homeless veterans on the yeah, street. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, they do too. <laughs> That's sure. great. So, I just think it has to be exhausting. I always have to argue with everyone. Well, if anyone knows me, they know that I hate arguing on Facebook with people. It's really my That's least. That's a fun. damn lie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like a top five probably favorite hobby. Uh, it's probably top three. I love arguing on Facebook. So it doesn't get exhausting for me because I just I love a good argument. But I would I could imagine for the vast majority of liberals living in Oklahoma or anywhere, you know, in the Bible Belt, it is probably a terrible time. I actually did have to remove basically my whole family from my Facebook. Um, I uh, 
you know, I, I just, you know, unfollowed them or whatever. So I couldn't see any of their stuff, you know, and I thought that would be good enough. But then they started commenting on my stuff, you know, and bringing their stuff to my page. And, you know, if it was anyone else, you know, I'm cool to just throw down with an argument, but I don't want to, you know, piss off the family. So I just mass unfriended, like basically my entire family. And uh, now my mom is like, brings it up all the time, you know, like, uh, we'll, we'll just be eating dinner. You know, I go down to visit her and she's like, oh, I, I, um, you know, fell and, and hurt my, my leg the other, the other week. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's terrible. You know, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, cause you're not my friend on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm probably going to like find out about my parents passing like a week after it happens right. because it's I'm like, not their friend on Facebook. Well, you would have known, right? You right. got the Facebook notification and we died. Right. Yeah. How long until they install that? I don't know. That'd be awesome. Um, be way easier. That's true. You have to figure out other ways. True. Uh, I've been watching a black like a mirror. chip like implanted in them, right? And then like when you die, it just sends out a Facebook notification. The exactly. chip like notices that you don't have a heartbeat anymore. Right. That's what it should do. I've been watching Black Mirror. Uh, I like was late to the party. I wanted to watch it back in the day, but uh, my wife was like, "Yeah, I don't know. You know, it wasn't." My- so last summer, I watched the season one. Mm-hmm. Like all one day at work, I was like that was really good. I loved it. And then spent a year trying to convince my wife to like, hey, I think <laughs> think we would like this. And then this summer when I was off work, she was finally like, let's check it out. So we watched season two. Also very good. But there's an episode there where it's like Facebook's just taking over the world. But everyone can raid each other. Right. And you got these chips and you're like just always trying to be fake and happy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's like my worst nightmare as an yeah. introvert, like to yeah. have to do that or whatever. Yeah. But this is kind of how the world is. And I wasn't friends with my parents for a long time on Facebook. I don't know why I gave in eventually. I guess I quit making music for years, for like five years. So I was just like, oh, who cares? I have nothing to hide. And now I make music again. So now I just have an exclude list on my posting. So if it's something right. to do with music, I exclude it from anyone with certain last names or whatever. <laughs> for sure. And then I just share it that way. Um, and even then, I probably could be okay. My parents don't really care. They've heard this podcast. And they're like, you cuss too much. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Allie really does not like it when i get into facebook fights um which is often um but yeah i mean it can be pretty exhausting um well they always break down to like grammatical syntax shit. sure sure it's like yeah. huh, well if you were to put a comma and you're like right. does that have anything to do right. with what we're talking about yeah i tell you you know people want to talk about like religious people being persecuted you know in this country you know right. they're like, you know the persecution of the left against you know the war on christmas type type bullshit but really you know, I really can't think of many groups that it's harder to be in a professional setting in Oklahoma than it is an atheist. Like as a teacher, like your kids are going to like come up and be like, you know, where do you go to church, Mr. Freeman? And it's like, you know, what, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to tell them you don't believe in God and they're going to go tell their parents and their parents are going to call the school board. You know, it's a whole thing, you know, even at work here, you know, I, I say that and like all the conversation stops, you right. know, it's, it's just considered that the default is religious. And if you're, if you're atheist, that's, you know, well, you just don't say the word, um, as someone, right, living sure. with it, right, you, you say, you say, you know, Oh, well I'm, I'm spiritual. You know? no, like I said, I just, <laughs> my go-to answer when people ask me on Sunday, you know, what church would I go? Oh, on Sunday morning I go grocery shopping. Cause that's when no one's at Walmart. Right. And then everyone laughs. And I'm being dead fucking serious. There is like not an ounce of joke in me on that. And then we just kind of move on. Yeah. And then no one ever invites me either. I'm again, I'm pretty like uh 
people say I look mean or whatever when they don't know me and stuff. So they don't really approach me. Like I walk by those Boy Scouts at Walmart. They don't ask me to buy <laughs> shit. I'm just I have that look about it's me. It's because so you it don't out. swing your arms when you walk. I don't. You're like a monster. You're just like I a robot not. monster. You just this. Yeah. Yeah. I do not move my arms, and I, people have thought it was weird ever since I was a kid. I'm like. I get it, but it's how I walk. That's okay. Allie walks on her toes. It. I do. Me too. I do. Walk. I walk. Mine's like more on like the ball of my foot. Like my heel doesn't touch the ground very often. Yeah, me too. I've walked. I took my first steps like that. I've walked like that literally my entire life. Yeah. So Powwow, who's been on here, he's very flat footed. He like literally has flat feet, and he like you hear him coming. It's like <laughs> boom, boom when he walks through a house, and I walk on my toes like that. So when we lived together. I would always scare the shit out of him. <laughs> so he's like, "How the fuck did you walk up on me?" I was like, "I just walk," and it's because I'm fat, but I'm also like, I walk very lightly for a fat person because I sure. walk like that. Sure. Um, I think it's stuff. I probably saw like a karate movie as a kid, and then from then was like, "Yes, the three ninjas did that for a scene, <laughs> so I'm gonna do that forever." You saw uh, what is it? Pink Panther. Yeah, yeah. Pink Panther was dope. Um. So, how long have y'all been dating, by the way? Seven months, six months, something like that? Yeah, seven. So, basically, sort of since January-ish. Like, she came back from uh, Christmas break, and we started talking a little bit um, then. And then, probably, like, dating since, like, end March. of January. Okay, or then. I mean, it's, it's a fluid thing. <laughs> right. I don't know. Understand. It all runs together. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Right. Dates. Um, we don't really have an anniversary. I think we picked an anniversary. Yeah, that's yeah. what me and my wife did. Yeah. It was just at some point in time, like, well, when was it though? Because I remember our first fight for me and my wife. Um, and it's a ridiculous one now. Where even if we bring it up now, I still have this like, that was so fucking stupid, and she's still kind of like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and so we haven't gotten over it. Uh, she came back from Thanksgiving break, and was really excited to have Christmas decorations because she loves Christmas, and I didn't realize it at the time. And I was, I, I don't give a fuck about Christmas. I'm just like, whatever, kind of a Scrooge about it. And I was like, cool, but like one of those like made her feel like a fucking idiot for being excited about Christmas, I guess. That's really where the anger comes from. I was like, yeah, awesome, Christmas. <laughs> and it would turn this huge like, fuck you, you don't understand my passion. And then I was an asshole forever. Do so you remember even- our first fight? It was about know, something dumb. I know that it was about something really dumb, but I don't remember. Yeah. It was too dumb to remember. Right. Well, so. now, really see, ours can't because every year at Christmas, I get shit for it. I'm like, but somebody isn't excited for Christmas. And I'm like, I've come around. I'll pretend I I like Christmas now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay, Christmas. Yeah. Uh, just as an only child, I was. it was a very selfish holiday, you know? So I have only memories of like, yes, I want shit. That's it's true. a greedy holiday. That's true. Yeah. I feel that. I was an only child, basically. I mean, all of my siblings were way older. Right. So I feel that. Yeah. It's- and I was the older sibling. So I was an only child for eight years before my only sibling was born. Right. And I feel like now I get so much stress on me to where I should start buying Christmas gifts now. We should already go ahead and start because I'll have so much stress. Like, oh, I have to give all these people gifts. And it's people that like, I don't even see them that often. Sure. You know what I mean? You're like, does it matter? If y'all just didn't get me one, I wouldn't get you one either. But we haven't had that talk and you're going to get me shit. But then I say that my grandma sent me a card on my 21st birthday and was like, we're no longer sending you money. 
And I was like, what? Um, oh, I was so mad. You send that card a week before the birthday. You don't send that card on the birthday. Oh, yeah, it was just like written in the birthday card. Like, <laughs> P.S., no more money for you. That's and so funny. I try not to be a dick about it because they have 43 grandkids or something. I'm just like the <laughs> oh oldest. I was like the fourth and the first male. So I was like, I feel like I should continue to get this as the <laughs> oldest male of all the grandchildren. You're like, I'm basically the most important. <laughs> right. I don't understand how. I was the only one that lived in town. I stayed at their house every week and all these others are out of town grandkids. Those are different. That's different true. For sure. Um, trying to think of other things we can randomly talk about here. That you're interested in. I know you went to a Magic the Gathering convention. Is that correct? We, we did. did. Yeah, that's true. And we got some dope swag. We did. We had a good time. Say. Are you a previous, like, Magicolic or whatever the <laughs> fandom is called? Or is this new to you since knowing Wyatt? So this is definitely new to me since starting to date Wyatt. I didn't know that magic existed. <laughs> until I was aware, but yeah, it's it's the one level of nerd on beyond where I've traveled. Honestly, like as big as it is, like there's conventions and shit, and I'm really shocked that I had just never heard of it. Right. Um, but I hadn't until we started dating and he wanted to play one time because he was like, I play this game, I'm really into it. I think that you would like it. Um, because I love board games and card games and stuff. So I was like, okay, yeah, like I love games. We can check it out. And so we played a couple of times and he started explaining it to me and I really like it. But yeah, I'm super surprised that I'd never heard of it. Yeah, Wizards. So they, they did. So Magic Arena exists now that that online version that's trying to compete with Hearthstone. And it's getting really that's good. That's the only way I'm going to get into it. Yeah, it's getting really good reviews. You should, you should check it out. It's but, through the online version. Yeah. yeah. And so it's adding a lot of players to the player base. Um, Magic had been kind of declining for a couple of years due to some bad decisions that Wizards of the Coast made. Um, anyways, but now Arena's kind of picking it back up, and the latest estimates have it at like 26 million active players or something like that. I saw it was the biggest like non-video game game of something. or There's some right. stat that came yeah, out. Yeah, I think... I think it's it's between that and D and D as to like what the biggest game is that's not a video game. Right. I can't remember which one it is. It's hard to track with D and D because like you don't really have to buy anything to play D and D. Like you right. can, but you don't have to. Yeah. Uh I've always heard of Magic when I was younger and like Pokemon cards were a thing they were big when we were kids. Right. But I was like the weird fan that I loved the video game, hated the cartoon, and hated the cards. I was like, no, if it's not the video game, I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, so I was out on the Pokemon cards. I collected Pokemon cards, sort of, but I didn't know how to play the game. Yeah, me too. I had right. a huge collection and never played. I have a little cousin named Bryce who showed up to my house one Christmas with all these cards and goes, you want to play? Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. And he gave me like an Oddish and a Ratatat <laughs> and like all the shitty ones. And he had like Charizard, Raichu, <laughs> and like all the... and. He, well, I noticed was he's really good at math because he's like, 60 times 2, 120 plus 40 is 1. Like, he would just do all this math, like, instantly. I was like, oh, shit, these right. little kids are so good at math. That's what they cards. say about magic is that it's chess with math is, is like, the best way to describe See, magic. I like chess, and I have a math sense. degree, so I really feel like I like magic. And if it's similar to Hearthstone, which I or Hearthstone, whatever the fuck it's called, yeah. um, I'm sure I would enjoy it. My biggest education of it was before you worked at uh, the place you work, uh, where we used to work together, this dude Avery, that was also a co-worker, sure. would just talk about it all the time. And when he sure. would talk about it, I was like, I'm never playing this fucking <laughs> game. It seems so boring. Um, because he gets into the fine details of sure, everything when sure. he talks to you. But it seems like you and Dom 
we're more of just like, oh, it's just cool. You know, you, can, you don't have to be quite as really cool. You don't have to make Excel spreadsheets and shit like that <laughs> to get yeah. into it. It's definitely the most complex game I've ever played. I like, actually read an article uh, just a couple weeks ago that said it's the most complex game, period, in terms of like what can happen. Because yeah. there's there's something like 17,000 unique cards. And so when you talk about like their interactions with each other and stuff, the they tried to have like a supercomputer calculate all the different possible games that exist and it's just impossible to do. Like there's a literally infinite amount of combinations. Right. Um because every single turn you can attack or you can not attack. You can attack with certain creatures and not attack with other creatures. You can play cards at certain times or play them at slightly different times. Exactly. And, it's like, and every single thing that you choose changes the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I'll someday, like I said, uh, I'll try to get into it. Maybe if they'll give it away as a PlayStation Plus game and then get on PlayStation. <laughs> Bro, and I can, uh, they need to fucking, they built Magic Arena, the online version, in Unity, specifically so that it could be played across all platforms. Right. But they haven't released it. Like, it's still just for PC. And I only have a Mac right now, and so it's like, you know, I haven't even gotten to play it yet. Right. Um, but Dom played it for a little while, and then his computer crapped out. and But he said he, it was great. And... um. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. But at the convention that we went to, um, you brought up is it hard to be liberal in the south right. uh, so wizards of the coast is based in seattle right and they're a pretty liberal company in general um and so that's kind of like one of the divisions in the magic community right now is the, the company that makes the game is pretty liberal and a lot of its players are not right and so like they'll make cards like one of the big pushes that they've kind of been doing the past couple of years is trying to get more women and people of colors in the artwork on the card right. um, because they, you know, representation. Uh, and so people are really mad about that because characters that were previously, you know, white dudes are now like black women, you know? And like, so they're, they're upset about that. Um, uh, but it's 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 cards like like the card the name of the card is like student of fire or something like that and that card was printed ten years ago and when it was printed ten years ago it was a white dude on the card right and now that same card is printed and it's like a black chick and they're they're upset well um, if they own the old one it seems like the value will increase so just <laughs> right dig yeah, into right. it so but anyway so, so we were at this this convention and we found some some merch and there was a shirt that I bought and it's just says the word pride across the the front but the i is the magic the gathering like official symbol right and it's a rainbow and so it's a really understated church black white letters and then that one rainbow symbol and that's it and i bought it i really liked it put it on instantly and within like two minutes of putting it on me and ali are standing at like a um vendor a vendor yeah at a vendor's booth looking at cards and this guy wants to fight about it 
you know, and gets all pissed off. And he's like, you, you're just wearing that for attention. All you guys just, you know, put all that stuff on and all, all, all these people really want his attention. They don't, they don't care about pride, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was really crazy. And why it was like, whoa, dude, like, I'm just supporting this community that I care about. I just really like this shirt. Like, you right. need to calm down. And we were just minding our own business. And yeah. he was really aggressive about it, too. He was, yeah. like, really pissed off. Yeah. And, like, you know, I wanted to, like, you know, like put him in his place, you know, and, like, go all crazy, man. But right. we're in the middle of this convention center, and I'm there with my girlfriend, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, get kicked out of this event. So I just kind of, you know, argued with them for a little bit and then eventually just kind of walked away, you know, you know but – it was really frustrating. So that that part of things does get really frustrating because, like, you know, I personally, and I'm sure, like, conservatives that are listening to this will, will argue, but I personally have never seen, like, a liberal walk up to someone wearing, you know, like a... Confederate flag. Right. I think it's the easiest to go to. Right. I mean, you know, and, like, you know, just start bitching them out. Like... Right. On this podcast, I think, like, last week, I was like, I don't get... I'll never, and I haven't since a child, understand the Confederate flag because I was like, I thought we fought them. And, like, right. the same thing I think when I see, like, a, the Germany Nazi flag. I just, right. then my mind's like, we fought them in a war and they lost. Haha. Right. We shouldn't wear their flags. I understand there's even deeper shit of, like, racism. I'm just saying for, like, the general stance of, right. like, well, we beat them. Uh, I always find it weird. And I think these days the, those symbols are used for, like, a calling card. Just of, like, hey, I'm just a top person that's country. Right. It's like if I wore uh, a peace sign, tie-dye shirt out, people would be like, oh, I wonder what that guy's into. You know, like there's just certain right. things you could wear. They're like flags of like, I'm this type of person. Um, so I don't think everyone's necessarily uh, racist. I wasn't sure. trying to call it the Confederate sure. either. But I think it is they're definitely more likely to yell at people in public right. about some shit. Whereas in – I don't think they see that as a negative. So I don't think that's something I have to apologize for. I personally like – want no attention in public right <laughs> so like i'm never gonna do that i don't want anyone to talk to me um uh like where i work currently i see people all the time from work and i'm just like please don't talk to me please don't talk to me because i don't want to talk to you out in public um but some people like that's their shit they're like i can make if i could win this argument in front of these 12 people i'm the fucking man you know or whatever and i'm just like not not wired I like feel that attacked. <laughs> yeah so i don't know how i would handle if the, handle that now i also would have no problem wearing a pride shirt with the rainbow flag and i think i would have to just start laughing at someone right i don't know how else i would react to that besides me just violently laughing yeah, like, yeah. Well, I'm so I mean, uncomfortable. That's, how, that's how i was at the the magic tournament when that guy got all upset about it it was it was almost just comical because he was so just torn up about Wyatt having this shirt on. And it was, it was just funny. Cause I was like, dude, like you need to set your priorities, right? Like you need to get your life in line here. I just, and, and know that. So like we've talked a little bit about political strategies. I feel like I'm more of a libertarian and it's the easiest thing to say because you get to always fall back on your kind of in the middle. And then mm -hmm. you're like, I just think the government should still have everybody's business. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's like your go-to line. Right. I love it. Um, but in that moment, it'd be hard for me not to just be like, dude, let people suck dicks. Just let them all suck the dicks they want. Right. Why are we, yeah. why do we care? Like, just try to shock them with that. I don't. Like, as long as it's not your dick. Right. You know? I just like, don't understand how anyone else's business is my business unless they're like molesting children or like some other real dangerous, nefarious stuff. But I guess that 
that would lead to a lot of accidents. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what the other arguments would be of like, if we left it up to them, they would go kill themselves doing this and this. But well, like on that topic, when it comes to like talking about something about drugs or anything like that, my position is that like, I think that we need to move towards helping them rather than punishing them. And both parties have a different stance on that. You know, right. like most conservative people are like, oh, it's a disease, which I personally believe that it is a disease. I'm going to school to be a counselor. So right. that's where I stand on that. Um, and we need to help them. We need to treat it. We need to not punish them for this thing that they can no longer control. In the beginning of it, sure, they could control it. They made bad decisions. Now they're where they are. But now let's help them move past that. And I feel like the other side is like, ah, oh, they made these bad decisions and now they have to die for it. And like, just, just to be clear, you said that the conservative position was that it's a disease and and that we should help them. Oh, then I misspoke. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Just making sure. I just I noticed it too. Yeah. I was like, okay, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. No, my bad. If, that, if that's the conservative position, yeah, but I don't <laughs> no, think my it bad. is. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, I think that one is definitely a, a fun slippery slope to talk about. Mainly because I think a lot of what your common sense would be. So I think if I use anecdotal evidence, you know, I'm like, I think you could do all kinds of drugs and not get addicted. And you can make plenty of bad choices and be okay. Because I've, I've lived with that or whatever, right? I've made, I've had some right. decisions where I'm like, I probably wouldn't do that again. But then again, I was uh, in a position where I immediately recognized it and was like, whoops. All right. And uh, not everyone can do that. So I get that. But then you also think like the clean needle programs are out right? where mm-hmm. they give people clean needles or even I think it's like in Amsterdam and some European countries, you can just go shoot up heroin at, at a clinic and they'll make sure it's all safe and stuff, you know, so you're not doing like a dirty heroin mm-hmm. and all those stuff lead to less heroin use, like the clean needle stuff and that. And you, you have to look at the statistics on that because you right. won't believe that. If right. someone just tells you that you're like, fuck, you know, it won't. Right. You're right. going to let heroin addicts do heroin and then they're going to quit doing it. But right. it somehow works. Right. So, Well, it's the exact same thing as uh, you know, giving condoms to kids decreases, um, decreases teen pregnancy specifically. Because like, you know, the, especially around here. And I hate like I could never teach English because at least in my school, English was the class that they interrupted to do sex ed. And Oklahoma sex ed is such a joke. You know, because they don't teach about, you know, safe sex at all. It's just all abstinence only. Right. Um, and that's hot garbage because uh, it's just not never going to work. Um, but anyways, you know, a lot of states allow you to just give out condoms to kids. And those states all just happen to have way lower teen pregnancy rates. The fear is like, well, if we give them condoms, then they'll have sex. And then they'll like having sex. And then they'll have babies. And it's like. I got a spoiler for you. They already fuck right. and they already like it and yeah. they don't have condoms because they don't want to go to the store and buy them because I mean, they don't want to get seen buying condoms. Yeah, we lived all that. I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma anyway. I'm sure both of you, mm-hmm. I know why I did. I'm sure you did as well. Um, I remember definitely being in high school. My mom gave me condoms way too young, but my mom got pregnant way you know young or whatever. So she was like, not happening to my son. So she gave me condoms. I was like 12 which I have friends who, like, that would have been an appropriate age. I just was fat and not attractive <laughs> enough, and it was way too early. That's, yeah, we got the we got the ultimate birth control, you and I, <laughs> yeah. ugliness. It's called, uh, yeah, God gave it to us. Yeah. Um, if you're meant to be attractive, you're meant to have babies young or whatever. <laughs> um, so anyway, my mom gave me condoms young, but those would go out clearly before I was ever ready to use them. You can't keep them in your wallet that long or whatever because you're a kid and you're an idiot. 
Um, but eventually you're right. Whenever you're to an age, it's like the most embarrassing shit in the world. And you have that one friend that's sure. like, just go to the health department. And you're like, dude, I'm not confident like, you, right. you know, you have to go for all of us. And then I remember eventually once I got a license, you would, you know, I would drive to Duncan as the nearest like Walmart. And it would be like a whole thing where you're like in line. You're like, no one wants, you don't <laughs> even want to see you and stuff. Uh, Back before self checkouts were a thing. Yes. Uh, Plus, like now they put them in those like you know theft proof boxes. Like I don't think it was like that whenever I was a kid, but now it's like you want to buy a condom, you got to like hand it to the person who has to get the little magnet thing and oh, unlock really? the box. I mean, it's been a long time for me, so I don't I don't know about all that. I do remember one of my good friends was a black dude, so I had to buy like magnum condoms, and then I always felt even <laughs> weirder because uh, he'd be like, "Dude, get those for me," and so I'd be like. The cashier look at me like, yeah, whatever. Fucking <laughs> like, man. We'll see. You get a box for yourself and a box for him, right? So you get the magnums and then you get those little like finger condoms. Yeah, the they, little itty like, bitty ones. Yeah, right. Yeah. The ones you, you get just, at Spencer's. Yeah. And then you just put both of them on the thing and just leave them wondering, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like it's fucking weird situation. Weird situation <laughs> we got. Um, fucking world, man. Allie, what's your experience with buying condoms? Um, Very little. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the sexism we deal with in America. That's right. As men. That's right. You can get those free from the health department or on ECU campus in the health center. That's true. Yeah, I'm sure most condoms, but I've, I've never taken advantage of a free condom scenario. I haven't either. I've taken them. I haven't used them, but I've taken but them. But I know that they're there. <laughs> now, my new my newest idea is I feel like I should look into getting condoms printed with this podcast logo on them. Yes. And then get those out for free. That's but a not, great marketing ploy. But not printed on the packaging of the condom, printed yeah, on, on the, the condom. condom. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh okay, and, But you have to do it in this. such a way that like your mouth is the tip of the condom that's kind of loose. That way, when they come, you just it spews the condom out of your mouth and into the little pocket thing. Right. Well, I don't know if we out of my mouth. My mouth's not on the thing, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It could at least uh, maybe the cum area could at least be the chin that right. isn't present in the logo. Um, yeah, <laughs> lovely we could, imagery. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Uh, I feel like I had some other random question. Let's see. We're talking about con- oh, we talked about uh, education in schools. I will say the other side because I have seen this argument. Um, it could, it should be parents' jobs and not the schools to do sex ed. So we can complain all we want about schools not teaching it right. But if it, the parents taught it right at home, that's where it should be. And I think a lot of religious people uh, come to that because they want to they want to tell their kids when they think it's time. Now the argument is, well, you're late, you're wrong, right. and you're late, mm-hmm. and you're naive. Um, but like my mom was pretty early on about getting ahead of it and stuff. Right. So. I think that can work. So I think it is a mixture of shit parenting these days because um, from my observation, I hate to be that old guy because I make fun of it. But I do think parents are worse these days than our parents were. As oh, far yeah. as the like blaming your kids, like like everyone wants their kid to like them and shit. And I just feel like my parents never gave a fuck if I liked them. Like it just That's, wasn't a concern. Did not care yeah. And nowadays it's always like, well, we're going to get through this, but I want the kid to like me also. And it's like. I think what you ooh. said is kind of. Kind of the central, like, one of the central differences between conservatives and liberals is conservatives want, you know, they want small government, right? right? That's the big thing. Because they feel like citizens, individuals can, like, make these decisions for themselves. So, like, one key thing that they want, a lot of them anyways, is to get rid of the Department of Education and have the states right. set up their own As curriculum. a libertarian, it's, like, the one thing I disagree with their platform on. Right. right. And so, like, we should get rid of that and have states, like, decide their own thing. But the problem is, like, where do we stop with that logic? Because 
if we do that, that means that Alabama is going to be teaching creationism and California is going to be teaching the Big Bang. So Don't like, they already? I mean, they shouldn't be. Um, but, you know, and that means Utah is going to be teaching, you know, that Jesus walked in America. You know, like it, every state's going to be teaching some different thing. Um, and it's the same way with this with sex education. If we just leave it up to the parents, then like some kids are going to walk away having been told, like, if you have sex, you will get pregnant and die. Right. You know, and like and some kids will never be talked about it at all. And some kids will get it the right way and and will have a positive experience. But it's kind of a disagreement about the role of government. Right. Like I believe as a liberal that the role of government is to, you know, is to create equality. Right. And. And conservatives don't because for a lot of reasons and in a lot of ways. And, you know, that's kind of a bold statement. And I know, like, they're going to say, like, well, well you know. I'll, I'll give you exactly right now what the response would be because I feel like I listen to a lot of this. You say you're about equal- creating equality. Do you mean equality of opportunity or equality of outcome? And that would be the John right. argument it comes to. Right. And, and they'll say that, like, you know, the, well, that's, you know, you want socialism. You want everyone right. to just come out the same. You want everyone to get that's paid not what I'm the saying. same amount of money. Right. That's, not, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what anybody's saying. Uh, no one has ever said that ever uh, in this country. I'm going to say it's has happened. Way. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, I, but, you know, in like, you know, communist Russia, sure. Right. But anyway, so, but the, the, when I say that, I say it because, you know, I want everyone to get the same education. I want us to figure out as a country what the best education is and then everyone get that education. I want everyone to have the same um, access to uh, government programs. I want everyone to have the same access to, um, you know, sex education. I want everyone to have, you know, I, I just want someone in Montana and someone in Florida to have the same opportunities, right? But conservatives feel like, you know, if I want to teach my kids, you know, that the Confederates, that, that the Civil War wasn't really about racism or slavery, it was about states' rights, which, by the way, states' rights to what? Uh, to slavery. own slaves, yeah. right? Yeah, like, See, I know. get way more, uh, up, like, in arms about the Alamo. Like, you're not even, we are remembering the Alamo every year, but you're not remembering that Texas wanted slaves. Right. And that's why they weren't joining Mexico. And we're right. like, remember the Alamo. Right. Anyway. But yeah. So, you know, thing. so if we do that, if we allow you to just teach whatever you want, like, then we're going to have essentially 50 different countries. We're going to be like Europe. We're not going to be one country anymore, you know, it, and that's that's the kind of the problem that I see. I got into this big argument with my brother about this, about kind of how, you know, they want the states to have all the power. You know, and a lot of conservatives feel that way, you know, because they, they, but most conservative states are in debt to the federal government every year. Right. They don't make the money to say this shit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, You know, they're just, they're bad policies, they're bad programs. And, you know, and they they don't work. And so, you you know, the poorest states are the conservative states. Right. You know, the richest states are California, New York. You know, I mean, Texas has a lot of money. Texas is the only conservative state or the – it's like the only one that's been red for the last 30 years, whatever the stat is, that breaks even. Right. Right. And Colorado has a ton of money. That's a really liberal state. Washington has a ton of money. That's a really liberal state. You know, I mean, there's just – there's a lot of states. But then you look at the conservative states like New Mexico, really bad. Oklahoma, really bad. You know, Mississippi, Alabama. You can just go down the list. Right. You know, and, 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 you know, and I think a lot of it is because – um, and we're getting into like a million different tangents right now. So you're probably gonna have to cut out half of what I'm saying, but like yeah, maybe a lot of it is because I feel like 
conserva- the conservative position is often like they often want to like find someone to blame, right? And a lot of times it's like immigrants, right? Like they're coming in, they're taking the jobs, right? When the truth is the jobs are being automated away by companies like Amazon, right? The co- like these jobs are never coming back. Like, so like Donald Trump comes in and he says, we're going to make America great again. We're going to get all these jobs back. The truth is these jobs are never coming back. Like the coal mining jobs are never coming back. But the right. conservative position is always looking backwards. It's always trying to make things better like they were in the past, right? And that's a, that's just a failed ideology. And, and, and so you wind up just perpetuating this poverty. And so instead, these states wind up increasing their fervor for like conservatism by magnitudes every generation because they get angrier and angrier, right? And, and they, you know – kind of coalesce around this idea that if we could just deal with the other, if we could just deal with the immigrant or if we could just deal with the liberal, right? If we could just have our own state's rights where we control everything, you know, then it would be good. Right. You know, meanwhile, the the liberal states are the ones that are forward thinking, that are investing in green energy and the ones that are, you know, um, trying to uh, create a progressive tax policy that, you know, um, make sure that the companies like Amazon that are doing the automating are paying like their fair share. Andrew Yang talks about this a lot. Um, he's a democratic candidate yeah. for president. And he talks about he, his big like flagship proposal is the freedom dividend, a check for every American citizen over the age of 18 for a thousand dollars a month, every month. Um, and you know, that is like, that's some, some socialism right, right I've there. I've said this on the podcast many times. Uh, I'm, I think we have to come up okay, being okay with socialism eventually because we have too many people and there won't be enough jobs eventually. I mean, that's just all right. there is to it. You have to come up with universal uh, money. Right. Um, something else like I mentioned previously, and you might know about this, is if you take all the money in the world that people owe people, the whole world overall is in debt by right. like $18 billion, yeah. and they don't owe that to anyone because they owe it to other people. And it's right. like, it's all made up bullshit. Right. And for y'all to get all hyped hard, hard about it. Um, on all your stuff, I would say, I think conservativeship. And these states do work for a lot of people that are uh, business owners sure. and uh, take advantage of all these things. So those are normally, I think, the people you see speak out of like, well, this is working great. I, I own, I employ 100 people, blah, blah, blah. And then those people are like, well, he does employ me. I guess I am. I do like it. Right. So there is this other, uh, this idea of what's well, working. So I guess it is great. But it's like, but your day-to-day life probably isn't that right. Uh, yeah, I mean, en- enjoyable. That- so. For whatever reason, like, I mean, me and you consider and agree, like, oh, these liberal policies would be great. But Donald Trump won the presidency off people saying those policies, you know, under Obama were like ruining the world. So a lot of people just disagree. Don't, I don't know if they, uh, if we're wrong or if they're all just like missing the picture. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you th- look about like, Trump's big thing, his big like thing that he keeps saying about the economy is the the uh, joblessness rate has gone right. down. You know, the unemployment rate has gone down, um, and that's true. More people are employed, but they're employed with two or three jobs. Right. right? We live in an economy where you have full grown ass adults doing the jobs that were reserved for fifteen year olds. I mean, fifteen year olds can't get jobs at movie theaters anymore because those jobs have been snatched up. Right. You know, I've seen uh, two friends in the last week on Facebook post about how they got their second jobs. Right. You know, I know I know personally the probably the most successful speech and debate coach in the state wins. He's won state championships past several years in a row. This year, his school was named one of the top 20 in the nation for speech and debate. And he works at Outback Steakhouse 
like four nights a week right. as a server because he can't afford to make ends yeah. meet as a uh, teacher. The ones here in the town we're in, actually, there's a few of them I know of that do the uh, – it's like a Uber Eats, but it's our right. town's version of it. Right. They're like all teachers. So people have jobs. That's true. And the reason why the joblessness rate has gone down is because people have multiple jobs. But they're still not able to make ends meet because average wages haven't gone up at all over the past like 30 years. Right. And inflation has gone up 11% or whatever. So – you know, you have wages that aren't keeping up with inflation. You have companies like Amazon that are trillion-dollar tech companies that pay exactly zero in federal taxes most year years. And so, yes, if you're the Jeff Bezoses of the world, conservatism looks great to you because right. all the tax breaks go to you and your and your rich friends, and then you get to piss it down. You know, you get to trickle it down to the the people under you. But that doesn't happen because rich people don't spend their money; they keep their money, they save their money. Right. But going back to Andrew Yang giving everyone a thousand dollars a month, he talks about this creating a, a trickle up economy, and you know that actually makes sense because if you give the average person a thousand dollars a month, they're going to spend it, right? They're going to spend it on you know uh, their car breaks down, they're going to go to the mechanic, you know, it, they're going to spend it on going and seeing the doctor for things that Obama they've been did, putting off uh, for his tax refunds his first couple of years. Uh, you everyone got a tax refund of however much money. Yeah, I mean, it's just significantly Under, bigger than that. I mean, right. I think his was a couple thousand for the whole year. Right. This is, you know, a thousand dollars But that whole trickle month. up idea, I remember getting pitched around at that time. Right. That was the whole idea. Well, and it. that's what, I mean, it was the stimulus package is what yeah, you're talking yeah. about. And that's what exactly. got us out of the 2008 recession that Trump is now like claiming, you know, like he's fixed the economy. The truth is the economy has been steadily improving over the last, you know, what, uh, eight Six years. years. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, and it's because of of the stimulus, and and this is this is the cool thing about the about the freedom dividend that Andrew Yang pitches, is it actually has support from a lot of conservatives. A lot of prominent conservatives have come out in favor of this for a couple of reasons. You could get rid of food stamps, probably. You could get rid of some other programs, right? Probably. So his right. So his his policy is an opt in policy where you can choose to get the thousand dollars or not get the thousand dollars. But if you do choose to get the thousand dollars, then you forego any other benefits. So if you have food stamps for three hundred dollars a month, you can take the thousand, you right. know. And so now you're just getting seven hundred extra, which is still good for you, right? You know, but it doesn't cost any more for the taxpayers than it would if you didn't have food stamps. But if you're getting more than $1,000 a month in federal aid, then yeah, you probably don't want the $1,000 a month. So yes, it does get rid of a lot of other programs. Um, but the other reason why it's popular too is because what we talked about earlier about like who has like conservatives would believe that like the individual would is like capable of making the best decisions, right? Like the government gets together and they fuck shit up, right? you know? So like, who would you rather have managing this money? You know, we can either have the government have a trillion dollars every year, you know, to spend on programs like food stamps or whatever, or we can just give the money directly to you, you know, and conservatives really like that idea. Right. It's kind of like um, when they show how horrible, what is the fuck is it? Social security has been handled. And they're like, well, actually, if you would have just kept all your money and you put it in a normal savings account and the government never fucking touched it, right. you would have way more retirement money than now. And like right. my, my grandparents, it like breaks my heart, but also I'm like, kind of what you get. They vote for all these conservatives and they're like, because the Democrats are going to take away 
my social security. I'm like, no, they're what? The right. Democrats will never do that. They're right. like the most liberal motherfuckers ever. Right. The people that are going to take it are the conservative. And then sure enough, they're like, Donald Trump's talking about. It. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> of course he is. And yeah. we argued four years ago about this. Yep. And you were like, no, conservatives care about us old people. Yeah. I'm like, they do when it's voting time. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the Once actual actions, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um. So, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, would you rather have the government investing that money and you wind up getting less than if you just put it in a savings account? Or would you rather just have the money and spend it how you want? You right. know, So uh, that's an interesting position. I don't think it'll ever happen because I don't think Andrew Yang's ever going to get elected for various reasons. But it would, I think it is. The racism against Asian Americans I mean, in that's, this country. That's certainly part of it. Um, that is probably some of it. I mean, you look at like um, uh, movies. I, I took a film theory class in college and we looked at like – the role of like Asians, even to like today, pretty much until the movie like Rich Crazy or Crazy Rich Asians or whatever, like the Asians are like always like there's never a like romantic lead that is an Asian man, right? Right. Harold like, they're, they're always like the the you know the the comedic relief, you know. Um, Harold and Kumar is still like a like a big comedy, right? Right, right, right. It's still a comedy, and there's a lot of racial stereotypes, but right. I feel like personally, Harold is treated to be like. Nothing about him being Asian actually plays into his character, and but they do make fun of his other Asian friends' Asianness. Right. So they use that, but for him as a main character, they don't sure uh, use play into it too much. Besides, but anyways, so you yeah. talk about the 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 freedom dividend with a thousand dollars a month. The other thing that's cool about it is. Uh, you don't. It, another reason conservatives like this is because you don't have to raise the minimum wage. If you give everyone a thousand dollars a month directly from the government, then you get away with you don't have to do the fifteen dollar minimum wage anymore. And the conservative position on the minimum wage is: if we raise the minimum wage, then employers are going to have to pay more, right. and so they're going to raise their prices. That leads to inflation, and then what's the point of even raising the minimum wage? Now that's a bad argument on its face because the inflation is never going to go up. You know, a hundred and ten percent. You know, not overnight, right. right? Well, and if you look at the inflation since the seventies to now, we should already be paying like thirty dollars an hour, for, right? Uh, working at a fish restaurant. But if that is your position, then you should love the freedom dividend because it's a way for us to still take care of people, to still make sure that people are getting the, the money that they need, and the employer doesn't have to pay for it unless you are the Jeff Bezoses of the world, because that's where the money from the from the freedom dividend is going to come from. Right. Primarily, um, it's one point three billion or one point three trillion dollars a year in order to give everyone a thousand dollars a month, which is like it would be like the biggest program, you know, in the country at that point. Right, but. You have co- companies like Amazon that are trillion-dollar companies that are paying zero dollars in taxes. So Facebook, Google, all those companies, you do what's called a value-added tax, where basically the American public would get a tiny little sliver of every bi- a Google search, of every Amazon sale, um, of every Facebook like, you know, um, and that generates like point nine. Like 0.9 trillion, so like 900 billion dollars, something like that, and then the rest comes from like various other places. Um, but none of it is put on like small employers right. or like individuals, it's all from yeah, like big it, companies. It's very weird. There's a meme I have saved in my phone, we're just ready to share it one day. Of the whole, I think I've even told you about this before on the podcast. This whole like people upset about taxes, like marginal tax rates, if you make over. $150,000 a year, then someone you know that makes $25,000 a year is like, fucking America taking our taxes. And I'm like, dude, you're so far from this ever <laughs> affecting you. Right. And like, I get even if you're like trying to stand up on the principles and no taxes or whatever, 
but even then, it's like, but really, at like a certain point, you're probably good. Right. Like as far as like your general well being, you're yeah. like you got a house and you can take care of it. And if not, then you have a horrible addiction problem or something. And like, <laughs> there's sure. other issues we need to be worried about than taxes. So yeah, I think one of my like most liberally positions, uh, me and Chris Chick got into a big fight about is I think that there should be an income cap. I think that at a certain point you should not be able to make any more money, um, which is a crazy liberal idea. I, you know, I'm aware that's like the, right. my most wacko position. But I do think that like at a certain point, when does it become unethical for you to keep the money? And the the analogy that I use is if you're walking down the street and you find a needle full of insulin still in its wrapper, still brand new, you know for a fact that it hasn't been tampered with, you know. You find this needle full of insulin, and you're like, oh, great, I've got a needle full of insulin now. It's, you know, didn't have that before. And you walk down the street a little further, and you find a diabetic dying of, you know, uh, diabetic shock. And you choose to just keep the insulin, and you just walk away. That's an unethical act. Like, that was bad. No, it was not bad that you got the insulin. You found it. Like, it's yours. That's great. It's not immoral for you to pick up that insulin and take it. But it is now immoral for you to keep it when you know somebody else needs it and you do not. So it's the same way I think with money. It's not immoral for you to make billions and billions of dollars, but I think it is immoral for you to keep billions and billions of dollars because at a certain point, once all of your needs are taken care of and you've set aside some for your family, you know, for the future or whatever, like if you have literal billions of dollars just laying around or even hundreds of millions of dollars just laying around outside of your, you know, your trust funds and all that stuff, you still just have all this extra money. You don't need it, and people do. And so. for our Native American listeners, it's basically the buffalo concept, you know? That's true. It's more or less what it is. Like, That's the white true. man came in, they are like, well, we could kill one buffalo. Let's just keep killing all the fucking buffalo, and we'll just – we don't technically need the meat now, but we can sell it to other people, and then right. now we don't need fucking buffalo. That's because true. Because they breed at an average of 2.1 buffaloes per couple over their entire life, which is like the slowest growth of any mammal on earth so anyway um we can learn from the buffalo damn it indeed Mm -hmm. all right well if y'all got anything is there any fun stuff we can end on Allie, end us on something fun you like video games movies tv anything good you can recommend nope i don't know um we're watching game of thrones right now okay what season are you on Four. We just watched the first episode just, of season four. Just quit after this season. That's <laughs> exactly yeah, what I've been that's saying. What, that's what I've been told. Yep. So um, you can tell uh, you can tell them about the wedding that you attended. Ah, uh, yes, I attended the red wedding. It was good very one. disappointing, and <laughs> I was very sad. I'll never. It's probably the one moment. It's probably like my biggest reading memory. Uh, my wife likes to read, and she forced me to read sometimes. And I remember reading that, rereading it, and then like, oh, and I got to read it again because I was just like, wait a minute, because. There's something about the way it's written. Um, it has like all this suspense in the way it's written, even. And you're like, what the fuck? This is crazy. It was just a, an eye opening so moment happens. for me. Right. Eye opening so moment much. for me. And then it's like one of the few things, maybe not a few things. I forget. Back in the day, Game of Thrones show killed it. And like yeah. they got it right, you know? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, they fucking perfect. So yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. We just watched probably one of my favorite scenes today, which is the uh, All I Know. Is that if one more word slips out your cunt mouth, I'm gonna eat every fucking chicken in this place. Yeah, that's, I love that. It's like one of my favorite lines in the whole show. Yeah, perfect. Um, trying to think of any show I've watched. I've watched a lot of shows, a lot of reality TV though. 
because, you know, Gross. that's how my life's been lately. Um, I'm normally really against it, but Big Brother is my one exception. I love Big Brother uh, for whatever reason, and I've watched, like, every season ever. And then there's this new show called Love Island that I watched on Hulu. It's a British reality show, so it was way more interesting because, like, yeah, they're douchebags, but I don't quite get their lingo, so they're not like the douchebags I know. <laughs> so, you know, it's so fun. And then they happen to be premiering an American version this summer, and I was like, oh, shit, let's check this out. And it's okay, but it's not as good as the British one, you know, so I don't know if I'll stick with that. Um, I've talked about Stranger Things a lot. Um, I've watched all that in one day. It was okay. I don't. I don't like fucking. I think his name's Hopper. Actually, I think I've looked it up since then. The, the cop. I don't know if you've seen Stranger Things. I haven't. No. But everyone online just loves his fucking cop, and I just think he's the worst actor and so shit. And everyone just loves him, and so like gets underneath my skin that like he's the one. Like he's like the fucking golden one for the show, and I'm like, well, he's the worst. He's like the only reason I don't love the show is this guy. So anyway, that's my opinion of Stranger Things. I watched the first episode of Stranger Things like a year ago, and I liked it, but for whatever reason. I didn't continue it. <laughs> right. So My I wife just never got back to it. Was a big fan and I I like it, but it's one of those things like if it's something that's too overhyped, you gotta have a high bar then, right? So it was mm-hmm. good, but it wasn't like uh as good as everyone acted like to me. So but I've come around. I think the third season's good, but now everyone says it's too political and it's too much about girl power and I'm like, I don't understand what y'all are talking about. It's about a fucking kids fighting monsters with superpowers and shit it's basically like I, heard, I saw this meme the other, like the other day that said it's basically like the x-files plus goonies yeah <laughs> pretty much pretty much uh you know I, I think it's i just think it's fun that i like something now that people hate it and i hated it when people liked it that's a very you thing to do right you know fuck big brands and shit right yeah that's how i yeah. do it um all right well thanks for coming on uh you took chris and dom's place because they bailed out and uh you know trying to leave me all high and dry hasbenstheater.com yeah, yeah, hasbentheaters.com. I'll try to put that in the link. Um, go buy tickets uh, if you're in driving distance and watch their play that White is just directing. <laughs> just directing, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Correct. He's not that important. Don't let him fool you. All right, peace, man. Deuces.
Eight of the Mo makes beats. Eight of the Mo makes beats. Eight of the Mo makes beats.